Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello everybody from Backpage, my name is Neil White and you're listening to the big interview with Graham Hunter. This is the second part of our monthly Q&A show. This one is all about what happened during the transfer window in La Liga. We have Graham Hunter, of course, he is the host of the big interview with Graham Hunter and we also have Pete Jensen from La Liga Television and our guest every month on these shows. If you missed yesterday's episode, please go back and check it out. It's all about the transfer of or the loan move from Barcelona to Atleti of Antoine Griezmann and everything else that happened around about that transfer and what it all meant. Today, we're going to be looking at all the other deals that did and in one case didn't happen around the Spanish clubs. Let's start with a question from Lee Allen, who's one of the guys at patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter who sent us questions every month for these shows. Lee says, why was Real Madrid pushing so hard for Mbappe in this window, bidding 160 million and then 200 million? If Mbappe is so desperate to play for Real Madrid, why not wait for four months, either get him on a pre-contract or maybe negotiate a much reduced fee? It was the run of all runs that Madrid made to PSG to get Mbappe. So what did you guys make of it and why do you think it fell down? Graham Hunter. Lee, Lee, first of all, thanks for being a socio since February 2019. We love having you here. Um, The Mbappe situation is incredibly complex, uh, but you can boil one thing down to stark fact, I think. I think he's a phenomenon. I think he's absolutely extraordinary. The tom-tom drums um, around football say that his last year, year and a half at Paris Saint-Germain, he's let his entourage or his fame slightly go to his head. That's what people who um, either deal with him or his entourage claim. But in an injury hit season, last season, he scored 44 goals in total for Paris Saint-Germain across all competitions. He then combusted a little bit in the summer. But if you look back at his achievements, his goals, but also I think we just look at his playing style at his best um, with Haaland. I, I think there are only two players right now across the world and I'm even excluding Pedri because his style and his impact on games are, are different they're more metronomic they're, they're, they're slower they're, they're more for the probably for the connoisseur but Mbappe and Haaland stand to rule football for nine or ten years and Mbappe you know you have to start one by saying that Mbappe's the guy they let away he, he came to train at Real Madrid he he was enamoured of Zidane. They, they, they didn't manage to seal it. Um, they, you know, they, they, they didn't act quickly when he was at Monaco when they should have done. And it's been Florentino Perez's absolute resuscitated galactical lust 
that Mbappe be that guy that sets the brand alight as well as wins trophies for Real Madrid. They have a, they have a specific need for a player like that. Right now, Benzema is still at his absolute peak. The two of them get on, and although there's some positional complexity there, given that they both like to play off the left coming in during games, the likelihood is it's going to work very well. They've been saving money. They had that money, whether you approve of the means via which they've got it in terms of who they've let go, um, who they haven't sold over recent years, um, who they have sold, pardon me, the, the loans that they take. They, they, they had that money to get them. And I think that the idea of, of Madrid looking left and right and saying, well, the most you know, nobody, I, I can't forget how old uh, Florentino is. But Florentino would have, I, I'm guessing, have been about two or three mm. the last time that Atleti won repeat titles. So, I, I mean, Lee, you've applied logic to, well, listen, that's, that's a bargain. In, 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 in January, you, you sign him for free and in summer you get him for free. Stop applying logic. Stop, David Byrne would say, stop making sense. Because, you know, they want him, they need him. They never underestimate the horror Madrid feel at Letty winning two back-to-back titles. If they thought it was bad, Barcelona sort of dominating people's nerve for a few years under Guardiola with Xavi and Iniesta and Messi and Busquets and whatever. The idea of Atleti winning back-to-back titles for Florentino is is literally, you know, room 101. So um, I think you have to understand in, in, in that light. And there was a power struggle going on. I'll leave it at this point. The Super League where Paris Saint-Germain weren't properly invited. Florentino phoned them up, tried to bully them on the weekend of the chaotic, abortive announcement, lied to them. I know that Paris Saint-Germain think that they were lied to. They they went, you know, stick your Super League up your jacksie. They they now preside over the European Clubs um, Association. They have come out and spoken against the Super League. Florentino Perez, that is a massive, massive wound in his side. There's a real state of disgust between the two clubs so it was a brilliant show it was an absolutely brilliant show because so many more things were in play than in normal transfers and and frankly if, if I were Paris Saint-Germain I'd have done exactly the same I wouldn't have taken the money they don't need the money they've got the potential that this front line of Neymar and Mbappe and Messi does something epoch making maybe no guarantee it's not a definite um, but I, PSG played it textbook as far as I'm concerned but you used the word show Graham and I think there was an awful lot of theatre involved in what happened this summer I think Real Madrid started the summer thinking you know we're going to get Mbappe for free in 2022 but maybe why don't we why don't we have a pop at getting him now why don't we put a bid in let's ruffle their feathers we don't much like them they've, they've um, helped balls up our Super League plans um, they think they run the show. Let's put a bid in. Um, they they knew it wouldn't be accepted, and we know that they knew it wouldn't be accepted because they made it public. And if you make a bid and you think it's going to be accepted, you don't make it public. You don't tell everyone about it, and they told everyone about it. Um, and it wasn't that PSG um, rejected the bids. They just ignored them because they're just on a completely different level. Um, I mean, Real Madrid are used to... Real Madrid and Florentino Perez, you know, they used to being being the richest the players in the game they used to get them what they want but Qatar is just you know a completely different level it's like me bragging about having a, a Remington electric razor and, and you saying well I'm Victor Kayam 
you know, that's that's. And if you want um, references that are even older than that, I can produce them for you. Um, <laughs> um, so Ian Ham from a chicken. <laughs> now that's clever. And and the last the last bid was the most hilarious. You know, this this two hundred million bid on the last day of the transfer window, when they'd already been completely ignored. Um, uh, you know, they, 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 that was never ever going to be accepted, but it made a great headline. Real Madrid bid two hundred million, so Real Madrid have still got money. They're still the players, um, but I think they were always aware that, uh, in all likelihood, they wouldn't get him now, and they will get him. And it was it also good in the sense that it proved to the player, and I'm sure there's a pre-contract that already also proves to the player, but it proved to the player that that, that, that they want him and they, that they want him to be to be the main man at the club alongside Benzema, and it'd be great. It, w- it will be a great signing for him. I agree with Graham that you know he's there to dominate football for the next ten years along with Haaland. Um, but um, it was pure theatre a lot of the time. One deal that Madrid did get over the line was Eduardo Camavinga. Is there much level of excitement in Madrid around this 18-year-old Frenchman? Well, there isn't, but there should be, because he's sensational. Um, 18 years old, not a holding midfield player at all. Um, A box-to-box, up-and-down player. I think every big club in Europe were looking at him. Importantly for Real Madrid, PSG were looking at him. So it's a... It gets gives them one up, sort of, on on the club that have you know been too big for them to, for, for them to buy from this summer, um, and the, the midfield is aging. You know, Cross and Modric, and they're not going to go on forever. And a, and a midfield of of Antonio Blanco with uh, um, Valverde one side of him and Camavinga the other side of him, eventually replacing Modric, Casemiro, and and and. Cruz, although obviously I'm jumping the gun massively to say that Casemiro is anywhere near the end of his career, and that is a positive thing, and I think it's an excellent signing. Okay, and this question comes from Chris Hennigan, who says, I was hoping for a late bid by my team, Liverpool, for Carlos Soler, given Valencia's start to the season and the thirst by which Peter Lim likes to shred assets. Is it likely we see the likes of Soler and others at Valencia moving in January if they maintain their current healthy form? Wow, Chris. Um, <clears throat> I, I'm not going to take the position of um, of trying to bodyguard Peter Lim, but you know some of the the reasons that they've been shredding assets is that they are in in debt. You know, he he's invested money in the club not out of love, but in a in a business way, expecting them to be regular Champions League performers. And some in Valencia would argue that he's the very reason that they're not. But nonetheless. Some of the selling has been to to cope with um, debts that he's no longer willing to underwrite. Now, when when it's your money and when you've saved a a club from bankruptcy, I I, I would be um, defensive of that person's right to to manage the asset, manage their investment as they see fit. I I wouldn't say that they can do what they want and there are certain points I'd be um, critical of too, but... I think we have to understand a little bit about why Lim makes the choices he does. I've disagreed with several of them, but he, he knows that... Or, or let's leave Lim out of it, um, Chris, and say that, number one, I think that, that, that the price Valencia would have been asking for Soler was one that Liverpool, I don't think, were looking to to invest in, in, in this market. There's obviously... Um, FSG are getting a rough old time of it at the moment and they're, 
they're an extraordinary um, director of football, <clears throat> certainly director of transfer operations, has indicated that maybe he's in the last year of his contract if there isn't a little bit more um, flexibility coming from the owners. And they've, they've had the number one transfer operation, um, even including you know the, the brilliance at Porto, for example. And there are clear competitors in, in Dortmund, for example, I still think Liverpool, pound for pound, over the last five or six seasons, have been literally extraordinary and the best for scouting, value, delivery on the pitch and then sales. Um, Soler is, a, is an odd example, uh, Chris, because, you know, no player, I, I think literally no player um, in the modern game is so in love with the badge in the club that, that they'll say no to everything. But Soler is in that in that field. He, um, you have to remember that he grew up in the area. He's played at every level for the club. Um, it's a club where he was a ball boy at the ground. He's now their leader. He is by a distance their best player in in club football. Never mind the the, the goal he scored for Spain, having played all summer and become an Olympic silver medalist. He's he's looked his fittest, his sharpest. He he's kind of like because of the Olympics. Um, I think it's a, it's a clear thing. He missed the Euros, so he had a holiday. So he's now not quite in mid season, but he's ahead in terms of match sharpness of many of the players around him. And he's looked blisteringly good for Valencia. Um, not just talented and, and one to appreciate, and one that catches the eye as he's been for a handful of seasons now for Valencia. He, he has looked like the, the guy around whom everything revolves and he's just looked masterful in that 10 shirt for Valencia. So the price for him would have been absolutely gigantic. He's undoubtedly, in my book, undoubtedly got the physique, the mentality, the talent to, to thrive if he goes to the Premier League. I pray that he doesn't. We need footballers like that to stay for as long as possible. That's the kind of guy that La Liga shouldn't be losing until they're 27, 28 and they're like, OK, I've got you know, three good years where I want to sample another culture, maybe increase my wages, win trophies in another country. That's all fine. That's all fair. But, you know, please, Chris, don't be taking flipping Soler away. You know, he is my sunshine, my only sunshine. And um, right now he's playing extraordinarily well. He's playing well and, and so are Valencia. I watched them against Alaves and, um, OK, it was against Alaves who probably prop everyone else up this season. But they were brilliant. And Borderlas, who potentially goes in there and, and, and tells his players to do what the Hitafi players did and the players look back at him, you know, in the way that the Leeds players look back at Cluffy. And, um, but it, it's, not work, it's, not, it's not looking like that's going to be the case. Um, he's made some big calls, Borderlass. Mamadashvili's come in as a, as a reserve keeper and he's put him straight in the first team. He wants him to be his keeper this season. He wants Guillemon playing in midfield. Um, he's decided that um, Geddish is going to play up front alongside alongside Maxi. He wants Soler playing wide and Vass in the middle. We all thought it would be the other way around. And from the way he started, Soler, it's, it's fine. He's got space out there and, and, he, and he started very well. Um, so it's all going well. They've also bought um, this monster of a centre-back, Omar, um, who's Paraguayan. And uh, again, it was against um, Alaves, but he looked like uh, uh, he looked like Van Dyke. Um, so, so all bodes well. And the only thing that can wreck it 
is exactly that. Um, Peter Lim saying, well, maybe we, we can get rid of that one now. I think Graham's right that there are mitigating circumstances and Valencia, even pre-Lim, were, have been a club that have sold their best players. But it's about when you do it and what you and, and, and how you do it. Um, and you, you, you have a couple of seasons from Ferran Torres uh, and he thrills the Mestalla and his price goes up to 100 million and then you sell him. You know, you don't sell him when he's barely played and you're not going to get much money for him. So I thought they would get rid of Geddish before the end of the window. Uh, I think something was being cooked up with Wolves. It didn't come off in the end. They've kept him. That's brilliant news for them, brilliant news for, for La Liga. And I, having started the season when we do our daft predictions, not knowing how the transfer window is going to going to going to finish um, I thought Valencia would struggle and I've changed my mind completely and I think they I think they can be a top 6 team this season from the way they've started if they don't cash in on everyone in January Socio Will McLeod I think has had as good a summer as any of us um, he's been two months married it seems like reading this message from Will and there is now a little one on the way so congratulations Bravo. Socio Will Bravo Top man Will Top man He also has a question um, which helps Sal to Chelsea Kukurea to Brighton Emerson to Spurs which one of these players has the best chance to catch the eye in England this season? Graham, who do you like out those? Well, well, they're they're all paving the way for uh, young Graham McLeod um, when he grows up and becomes um, a stunningly good multi-million pound footballer. Hopefully, initially for the Dandies, uh, well, but then you know, eventually in the Premier League. And yeah, Graham McLeod does have a nice ring to it. Um, who's going to stand out, catch the eye? Well, it's it, it you know because of the situation he's in, it, it the answer should be Saul. Um, because if he clicks at full Niguez power um, in a Tuchel team, he probably adds not Mount-sized goals from midfield, but nonetheless goals from midfield. He's going to catch the eye because there's going to be a there's definitely going to be some rumblings about the degree to which we do or don't see Pulisic, who nominally plays in the same areas as Saul. Um, not identical, but nominally does. So, um, you know, if, if Chelsea are considered legitimate candidates to win the title and potential candidates to repeat in the Champions League, why wouldn't it be Saul? But if you, you've named just those three, um, Kukorea, it's just a controversial thing to say, but... Kukurea needed that move. He'd looked, of, of just about of every Hitafi player, he'd looked the most sick of the environment. He, he was beginning to look like a pale shadow of himself. He needs to be enjoying his football. He needs to be expressive. He needs to be allowed to, whether it's as an attacking left-back or a wing-back or even as a left midfielder, which is well within his um, capabilities. He, he's a guy who wasn't enjoying life at Hitafi for whatever reason it was and, and his delivery his, his general contribution to the team had, had, had dropped a notch so you, you'd like to think that he shines and n- nobody's ever said that um, Potter's team isn't quite attractive to watch and quite technical they are they just don't flip and score enough so whether his delivery into Trossard or, or Mope makes him stand out I don't know Emerson is one where I cannot understand there was a, there was a lot of sort of clever and inverted commas Barca fans who really 
he said, let me show you the ways in which Emerson isn't any good. And he was, he's miles better than Dest, for example. He's um, a clever, physically strong, uh, occasionally risk-taking, wide player, again, who could play, I think, in any of the three positions named for Kokorea. Um, I, I find it very disappointing that we're not going to be able to enjoy him more at Barcelona as as we did at Betis. I think there's an enormous um, development still to come from him. And one thing we we genuinely know about Nuno is that if you're if you're willing to listen and adapt to him, he teaches you an, a huge amount about positional rectitude, which is not um, temperature taking. It's definitely to do with like when do I go? Where should I be? How do I recoup my position better when I've got complete liberty to attack? And if you add that to Emerson's game, then he's going to be, I think, he's potentially going to be a really exciting, crowd-pleasing player for Spurs. But the answer to you, I mean, unless Pete, you know, has got a, a different spin on it, the, the answer should be Saul, I think, Will. Well, I completely agree with you on Emerson. And there's a certain snobbery about... Um, so some Barcelona supporters and it's true of Madrid supporters as well um, and in Barca's case it's, it's obviously there's a very narrow idea of what a footballer should be like and anyone who's a little bit clunky at times physical um, it's almost look down the nose and you know he's not going to be good enough for us Good, nice try he's, he's a trier but he's not really going to be one for us um, and uh, Emerson last season was phenomenal he was probably the second best right back in the league behind Trippier uh, his assists uh, over the last two seasons in terms of defensive players only Alba and Trippier uh, have got better numbers he's a fantastic at um, um, the Geronimo charges forward um, there are rough edges defensively, but he's now got a manager who speaks his language, literally. Um, and I'm sure, as Graham says, Nuna will, will get the very best out of him. Tottenham fans don't seem to be very excited at all. Um, maybe that's because they've read too many comments from, from Barcelona supporters. But, but I, think, I think Emerson is, is, is going to be more than decent for, for Tottenham. Um, completely agree. OK, we're going to take a break now and come back with our final couple of questions for this month's Q&A. We'll be right back. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. 
At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Welcome back. Next question comes from Socio Richard Kosmala, who has sent this one in himself. Here's Richard. Hi, Graham P. It's Richard Kosmala in Huddersfield. Hope you're well. Can't wait to get back over there again this season. 60% capacity is there. We're getting there. That's what it's all about, getting to the live games. And Rayo Vallecano, a team and a place I love to go and watch football. Fascinated what you think of their business. Falcao not confirmed as I speak here, or maybe when you record he might be, but I think some of the other signings has been really interesting. They've raided Fuenlabrada for a couple of players that I've really rated in uh, Nateke, I think he is, and uh, Pathisise, really good player. I've always rated Kevin Rodriguez and Sergi Guardiola, I think is a smart purchase from Rio Valladolid. I'm quite optimistic for Rio's opportunity to stay in the uh, Primera, even though most people have them kind of relegated and they've started the season well, I think, playing some nice football. So fascinated to hear what you guys think over their business and their chances, really, of staying in the division. Adios, amigos. Well, I watched Rio at, at the weekend demolish uh, Granada 4-0 and they didn't look like a side who, 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 who are going to go down. Um, uh, having said that, I've tipped them to finish bottom. Um, but... Um, They've done really well in the transfer window um, and you, you tip a team before you see them and that's the first time I've seen them this season and they looked every bit as um, as, as electric as, as the team that um, that whooshed through the playoffs and, and, and won promotion last season. So two of the players um, that impressed me on, on, on Sunday and, and Richard doesn't mention them but I'm sure he's well aware of them, the Garcia brothers, not, not, Gar- not brothers but... Um, Fran Garcia, the left back, and Alvaro Garcia, the left winger, and they were absolutely sensational. Fran Garcia is coming from from Real Madrid. He was on loan there last season, and I think they have him permanently now. Um, and um, they just destroyed Granada. Um, and as Richard says, the signings they've made are encouraging. Uh, Sergio Guayola and Kevin Rodriguez, in particular, with experience. The two players from 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 Fuenlabrada, uh, particularly impressed with uh, with Randy and Teca. Uh, I think Pathé Sis will have his work cut out keeping his place because I love Valentin. He was he was brilliant last season and, and he, he's knocked out the starting lineup for the time being. 
their greatest asset is their, well, their second greatest asset, because of course we all know their greatest asset are their fans, but their second greatest asset is their coach at the moment, Iraola, who's, who's one of the best young coaches in Spain. So, you know, listen, they're going to have to do it with three, a three-sided ground. When are they going to buy, build a third side to the ground, by the way? Because the owners of the club have had a fair bit of uh, money from the top flight over the years. They've now got the CVC money, which... Part of part of that money has to be put into infrastructure. So you know, Rio, the the, the neighbourhood of Vallecas in Madrid deserves to have a decent stadium. Those supporters deserve a decent stadium, um, and, and let's hope they get that sooner rather than later. But on the pitch, um, I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be thrilling, um, and I think they have a chance. The tiny bits of detail to throw in uh, Supercause would be if you looked at the first two games, particularly with ten men in the brutal heat of Seville for the opening day game, even though they lost 3-0, um, once they were down to 10 men, two big things happened. One, Lucas Dan made such an arse of his decision-making and coming for the ball that um, saw him sent off. Was that a foul on Idrissi? I think it was a foul on Idrissi. And potentially Dimitrieski sees him lose his place now, Graham, because Dimitrieski well, that, That's, that's the in. good thing that happened. Dimitrieski is the better keeper. Absolutely. And you know that... Irola last season was was unsure. He 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 began favouring Dimitrescu, and then I I don't know if it's because of personal faith or because of you know Zinedine Zidane. Not all fathers are like this, but some fathers and footballers. Zinedine Zidane is is very like full on about his kids. I I couldn't see why. Luca was keeping Dimitrescu out of it. So what happened in that game was that Dimitrescu got a chance to, to take the number one position. And he's a, for my money, he's a distinctly better keeper. Now, the balance of staying in the division, which is one of your questions, Richard, is, is not just to do with the keeper and keeping goals down. But one of the things we saw for Abar when, um, when, uh, when the gas was running out is that Dimitrescu, their keeper, uh, now... Because, no, now let's have a little shot at this. Dimitrievsky is Rios, and the Abar now Sevilla keeper is pronounced Dimitrovich, although it's written in exactly the same way. <coughs> Covered my tracks there, super close. And um, the other good thing that happened was that when they were down to 10 men against Sevilla, they, they, the organisation that Pete's talking about in Irola's coaching skills um, was absolutely first class. They stayed in the game. They made it extremely hard for Sevilla to break them down. I thought they were as good, if not better, against uh, Lareal in defeat. And and one of the things that's important is Inteca has never played outright centre-forward before in his career. But just like Sergi Guardiola was converted to a centre-forward from midfielder via the lead, and let's hope that Guardiola brings them some goals. He's a, do- he's a dopey sort. Um, not unlikable, but he's... He's not the brightest spark that goes around. So, fingers crossed that it works for them with him. You talked about El Tigre, and when Neil and Pete and I are recording this, the negotiations with um, Ranimov Falcao about coming to Rio, as far as we know, haven't stopped, haven't broken down. The reason that he can move outside the, the transfer window is that he's out of contract with Galatasaray. He's a, he's a free man. So, the, the transfer market rules in terms of the deadlines, don't apply to him. Neither of us are aware, in fact, we're pretty sure that as we record um, this uh, Friday, he hasn't been registered for Raya. So 
That would be an enorm because he, even given his age, even got that, that dreadful head injury he took last season for Gala. They're bringing somebody who will finish chances and from whom the others can learn really well. It, it would be, and for profile, Pete talked about Vallecas, the neighbourhood, the pride in having El Tigre playing for them would just be absolutely gigantic. That's important. But if, if I was to compliment what Pete was saying, what my eye tells me is that, number one, Sevalich, the central defender who was key to them last season, was injured and has come back, is a massive boost. And Oscar Trejo may still be, maybe not if El Tigre comes, but Trejo might be the best player in that squad. And I think he's outstanding. And given what we've seen in the three games so far, which have only yielded three points for Rio, I, I think that if they continue this dynamic in terms of their structure, their understanding of support play for one another, the quality they've got dotted throughout their squad. They no longer play the, the swashbuckling, all that attack, just never mind what anybody else thinks football that they, that they once did. But they are offensive, they are well-coordinated, well-coached. There's enough senior responsibility that clubs are going to come pecking and looking for some of Rio's players in the next two markets. I, I think Supercause that they that at this distance... They, they should stay up and they've certainly got a fighting chance of doing so. Okay, it's great detail from Graham and Pete there, Richard. And now we're going to zoom out a little bit and finish with two broader questions. First of all, our sponsors at Bet365 ask which club has done the best business? So guys, if you look up and down the entire league, which club in Spain do you think, pound for pound, have won the window? Well, I've I, I watched Atleti doing enough um, to make me think that they can, which I didn't think that they're, they'll potentially retain the title. Um, to see Cholo so excited about Rodrigo De Paul, and then see a sort of eighty percent fit De Paul light up parts of his initial games, and then the addition of Griezmann and Cunha because Cunha is still lightning in a bottle. He's still to be proven that, you know, on a thundery night, he can be lightning on the landscape instead of just look at, well, look at his potential. But powerful and quick and energetic is something that they, they lacked and they needed to either be able to complement Suarez with or replace Suarez with. They didn't quite get the mix right with Dembele and, and I didn't feel Dembele was given enough opportunities by Cholo last season. But I, um, I believe that this has been good business by Atleti. And I think, like I'll leave Pete to do now, you can make cases for other clubs. But because we're dealing in the, in the fine margins about have you done enough to be able to produce a feat that hasn't been done since 1951, which is Atleti repeating the title, I really like what they've done. Yeah, the only the only holes in their squad. If you look at their squad, they've they've only got the five. They've only got the four centre backs, um, and and Cholo seems to want to play a back three. So that doesn't quite add up. He played Condogbia there. Was it was it the first or the second week of the season? He did okay, and he hasn't really got a defensive left back. You'd say Lodi is the is the closest, um, but it's a sensationally exciting squad that they've put together. It really is, um, and. Um, Against Villarreal, um, it didn't. Did, the greatest thing you can say about the performance against Villarreal, with the greatest respect to Cholo, is it didn't look like a Cholo team. Um, you know, they absolutely um, 
marauding forward for the entire game. I think it was 10 shots to nil in the first half. Pretty similar in the second half. It, it could have been four up, couldn't oh, they? By the time that, um, um, and Trigueros scores, they could have been four and if, up. And if Simeone's going to show us another side to, to him this season, um, and he's going to have to with that squad, then it's going to be really exciting. But the overall exciting thing from from the La Liga's point of view is that um, it did go well. For, it didn't go well for Madrid, and it didn't go well for Barcelona. Um, and it did go well for everyone who might be on, on their heels this season. I thought Villarreal had a decent window. Um, the player that they signed from Bournemouth, um, Arnaut, uh, Dan Juma, looks an exciting player. He got the goal last week in the draw with um, Atleti. Um, I think they've, they've, done, they've made good business. I think Sevilla did extraordinarily, extraordinarily well, in particular keeping Kunde, which I think... Um, gives them a shot at the, at the title or at least being part of the title race and as I've already said I think Valencia have done really really good business and Omar's going to be one to watch this season the centre-back they've kept players as well um, so all the all the sides that are usually in and around have, have had fantastic windows and the big two and we still call them the big two even though they didn't win the league last season have not had great windows so it makes for a very even and competitive race uh, and I think it's you know it's going to go the course and, and, and there will be four or five teams in with a shot of, 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 of winning trophies this season Let's close on a philosophical matter Robert McIntosh Socio asks a transfer window related question would it be better to scrap it the system was brought in so that big clubs couldn't pinch talent from small clubs who were inconveniently competitive that still happens for the first few weeks of the season anyway, and it seems to generate a lot of distraction for managers and coaches. Well, are we saying that you can just buy and sell players whenever you want to? But surely that's even worse. You know, if, 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 if this upsets clubs, and it clearly does, and it upsets players, uh, and it's notable this week in, in the international football that players like Kunde and Mbappe... Uh, and even Griezmann have, have, have not played particularly well or couldn't they uh, rush a blood to the head and get a red card and those are players that have been in the, the, the kind of zone of uncertainty for the last couple of weeks it, it, it isn't great and, and it does unsettle clubs and it, and it does tend to unsettle the smaller clubs I completely agree but surely if you get rid of the window you just, you just extend that throughout the season and anything can happen at any point in the season uh, it, it makes sense to me to, 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 to close the window before the season starts it just, seems, it just seems completely logical and then we don't have this circus that we have every season um, where you know, there's a lot of manipulation that goes on, there are people trying to stir the pot because there's, there's huge money at stake for them, um, let's get all that rubbish out of the way um, often entertaining rubbish but it is rubbish let's get it out of the way and then when the season starts it, we're just into football and we're not into to who's going where and when I, 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 I mean, I'd be careful, like Pete, in, in, in saying that, you know, the answer to this can in any possible way be right and wrong, black and white. It can't. You know, since the transfer market was introduced, and I think all three of us worked professionally as journalists when there was no transfer market window and you could sign throughout the year. Um, so we're able to compare and contrast. There, but there the was one deadline, changed... wasn't there, Graham? Was it? Was it not kind of yeah. with a month to go so, before the end of the season or something? That that that's what I would look at. I, I I disbelieve that the transfer market is is a good thing because I think it's become um, a hot house where there's there's a lot of pressure on on clubs 
to do things for reasons that are up with the full benefit of their their squad. I think that in an era when, you know, before the transfer window, we didn't have state-owned clubs to to the degree that there are a few now. I think the transfer window has become um, inflationary. And I think if you deregulated and took it away altogether, Pete's point stands nonetheless that, you know, can it be that a, a big club... And indeed, the question originally was about, like, you know, buying players at clubs that have become an inconvenience to you. Yeah, that's right. Um, players have become much more discriminatory now about where they'll go, particularly elite players. And if there was no transfer window, I think that elite players and agents would remain pretty discriminatory about, well, you know, this time of the season at this club, no, I'm not leaving. You'll still want me or somebody will still want me in the summer or next summer again. And I think that um, they're allow- it's allowed for a different kind of budgeting if you can buy during the season rather than simply in, in set windows. I think it's become a pretty grotesque theatre around Europe. It's become an end in itself. There won't be a template that's a fail-safe. There just won't be. We're dealing with a multi-billion pound business. And in any other multi-billion pound business across the world that wasn't football, we wouldn't expect there not to be skullduggery and you know black arts. We just wouldn't. So it's an imperfect answer to a question that you know, I wouldn't go to war on, on, on this answer about the transfer market window, but I'm not a fan. And I think it, 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 I don't think it serves its purpose. OK, that wraps it up for this month's Q&A. I hope you enjoyed both these shows. Um, Graham Hunter and Pete Jensen, you guys did fantastically well. Socios, thank you very much for your questions. Dear listener, thank you for being there and enjoy your football. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.